Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everyone. Can we be real? Can mm. we be just bloody real? Can we or what? Mm. How are you going? I'm good. Good, good, good. Britney Spears, the woman in me. The woman in me. Now, this is this is breaking records, right? It's been breaking records over the last few days. Yeah, good old Brit, Brit. Look, I'll be honest. I I don't know. I don't know about Britney. I don't know about how she's traveling. Um, it's it's about the dance videos. Um, yeah. I have had my concerns about the videos for quite some time, to be honest. Uh, and then the knives one, and I know they weren't real knives, and and I know it was just a little Halloween special from Brit, mm. and that she got them from a Halloween shop and all that. Um, it was it's more about the tiny undies. For me, yeah, you know, and um, and the and the heavy makeup, and also the bad hair extensions. Uh, look, well, I always think whenever I see these come out, because they come out quite a lot. Is it daily? Is it every couple of days? There's a video. I don't. Is there is there a time slot that yeah. she's trying to? Ca- look, uh, I don't know? think there's a schedule. I don't think she's. I don't think Brit's got the Google Calendar out, and uh, <laughs> it's time for a video. I don't think she's going. Oh, holy shit! I've got to do a bloody video tomorrow morning. I best get out. Yeah. and get some choreography going. I don't. 
don't think it's that formal. She's not thinking it through. No. But I, I do feel like she's trying to tell us something. That's what people used to say before she was liberated. They used to say, oh, I'm getting the messages from the videos. It's as, When she does the dancing, she's tell, sending us messages saying, uh, I'm sick of me, Dad. I don't want to do what he says anymore. See, you can tell from the videos where she looks, she's got the heavy makeup on and she looks at us in the tiny undies down the barrel of the video and she's saying, oh, stop it, Dad. I'm a grown-up. I don't have to do what you say anymore. See, you can tell by the videos. But then the videos are still exactly the same. So you can't blame her dad for these videos, guys. This is all Brittany all the time. And you can't blame her husband because she's, she's dropped him. And, I mean, you can't blame the lawyers. They're gone. Um, can't really blame anyone. This is just full Britney doing the videos and they, I'm troubled by them. But look, if you read the book, Britney Spears, The Woman in Me, you're a fool. You're a fool to yourself and a danger to others because you have the option to listen to the book read by Michelle Williams. Fancy that. What a fabulous option. And when you take that option, you get the <laughs> double bunger. <laughs> Of hearing Michelle Williams' voice, because she's such a wonderful actor, um, you hear her play the parts of other people as written by Britney. Wow, like a kid's book. Right, yeah, really. And so when Britney goes, here, have this story about Justin Timberlake, the dirty fucking dog, which, you know, that's not a direct quote from the book, but it's certainly (laughs) certainly the vibe that I'm picking up, right? Yeah. Because we've got the story of Brittany saying, oh, well, I got pregnant and we were both teenagers and Justin said, I think we're too young to have a baby. And so there's a lot of sort of, oh, what an asshole about sort of, you know, vibes about that. And then I'm thinking, oh, or how sensible. Yeah. And anyway, but no, Brittany feels as though that was that was the wrong call by Justin and then she took she had a medical abortion whereby, whereby she took medication to bring on a miscarriage, which is horrible. Mm. And um, she, she had the miscarriage in the bathroom and Justin tried to help by strumming his guitar Great. for her for her while that was happening. And look, again, reading between the lines, I don't think it helped. Uh, as Brittany's looking back on that experience, I don't think she feels as though it did help a lot with the terrible stomach cramps that went on for 24 hours as that was happening, let alone the emotional trauma that continues to this day. Certainly, don't you think looking back at Brittany as the teenager, she seems more together? You you mean like, oops, I did it again days. Yeah, she looks like she's having a great time. In the toxic video on the on the plane, and she's even, having a great and time. And even when she's talking, she's out and about yeah. being interviewed, she seems, it seems like there's been a real cognitive uh, slide. Switch. Yeah, yeah. It seems to me that a lot of things happen to her. And, and the other thing that's come out in the last couple of days is her audition video she auditioned to be in the movie The Notebook and it is so good. Her acting, she she cries right in front of your eyes in this scene when she's acting. She is brilliant and it reminds you again of, gee, what a talented performer. But the light's gone out somewhere along the line with Brittany and, again, we can't blame her dad anymore. He's not pulling the strings. No one's forcing her to be medicated anymore. Something's happened to this poor woman over the years and she's just not the same girl, same woman. This that spark is just not there anymore. What can happen to someone to get them I like don't this know. though? What 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 is that thing that makes someone 
flip because this would happen. This is Britney Spears that we're all yeah. seeing, but this this could be happening in in other people's lives as well, where someone just goes off the you rails see like it this. In some reality shows, like um, look, and I am not a doctor, and I I don't, I don't know. This is going to sound really insensitive, and but uh, but I certainly I watch if you watch a show like Hoarders or if you watch a show about mental illness. You do see people who appear to have been affected by something over the course of years, uh, and I don't know if it's medication or or what it is. And I'm sure, look, if if our listeners have experience in this area with parents or family members or friends, you know, please let us know. And it's all conjecture; we're all guessing, but certainly something has happened because this this woman doesn't speak the same way. She doesn't. She's not the same person, right? Which is obviously really difficult for her family members, her sons. Look, I, I don't want to, you know, with comparisons, but you know how Michael Jackson, when you look at like say younger videos of yeah. him and then there's the yeah. older videos, there does seem to be a little bit of a similarity here in that they get put into this crazy arena. And with him, you don't know because he was obviously faking a lot of stuff. Like a lot of people will say, oh, he didn't talk like that. In real life, he he that was a persona, and then when the cameras are off, he's talking like a normal guy. Get out, mate! How are you? And he, yeah, pretty much. And he's also he's grooming kids and families, and like he's got a whole other thing going on. So you know that's plus he's using heavy, heavy drugs, certainly at night to sleep and all that. So who the hell knows what's going on with him? But and but this girl has been on heavy medications for years and years for mental illness and, and all sorts of things that she didn't want to be on. Mm. She's had no choice. Who knows what effect that has on you long-term. But she certainly pulled herself together to write this book with um, someone else has helped her write this book and she's not pretending that didn't happen. His name is not on the cover, mind you, but someone else has helped her write this book. But get she does not spare anybody. And remember a couple of months ago, Justin Timberlake was one of the people who tried to stop the publication yeah. of this book. Mm. <laughs> and there, I mean, there are a number of reasons you think, oh, that could be why. Uh, so I don't think he's real happy about what made it through publication. I mean, we must wonder what he managed to get taken out. This story just makes him sound like a massive knob. And this is the story about Genuine, the guy who sang Pony. Great song. Still a staple in many nightclubs around the country and around the world. And as you pointed out to me before, in, on many radio stations, rad it, my pony. It's high rotation, mate, on, a, uh, you know, on, your, on your kiss or your, oh. your whatever other station there is. Nova. Yeah. Yeah, so bloody should be. It's an absolute classic. And can you imagine... You're Justin Timberlake and you're just, you're feeling yourself. Uh, and why wouldn't you? Because you're a young pop star and you're out and about with your hot young girlfriend, Britney Spears. And who should you see coming down the street but bloody genuine? Can you imagine a moment like that? Well, you don't have to imo- imagine it because Britney Spears has included it in her book the day this happened and it is performed for us by the incredible actress, Michelle Williams, get a load of this from the audiobook. His band in sync was what people back then called So Pimp. They were white boys, but they loved hip-hop. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys, who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group. In sync hung out with black artists. Sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. 
One day, Jay and I were in New York, going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our way was a guy with a huge, blinged-out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine, what's up, homie? After Genuine walked away, Felicia did an impression of Jay. Oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine. Jay wasn't even embarrassed. Oh yeah, oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine. I mean, if you read that book with your own voice, you're an idiot. (laughs) Because you could have Michelle Williams reenacting Britney Spears' life. Totally. For you, for shiz, for shiz, you could. <laughs> yeah. How did she get the gig? I love, I would love to know. I mean, and that the story of that should be in the book as well. I mean, <laughs> shouldn't it? <laughs> this book should never, ever end. <laughs> there should be installments of this book every week. Yeah. And then last week I said, Michelle Williams, for shiz, for shiz, will you read my book? And she said, yeah. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think I'm free. I can do that. I mean, amazing. It's been a massive, massive week for 90s, early 2000s stuff, you know, like um, Francis Bean Cobain has married Tony Hawk's son. It's just like this is the weirdest year. Who's the, who's the bloke that got married to Britney Spears in Vegas? Yeah, yeah, well, she talks about that. She said the funniest thing about that, she just, she literally just said, Look, I was just really drunk. <laughs> and what, what's his name? His Alexander. Name, Jason Alexander. I feel like Jason it- Alexander, right? So he's actually been out. He's he's spoken out now and actually said no. That that's not true. We were in love. Really? I think it's Jason because I know that's the guy from Seinfeld, and I feel like it was the same name as the guy yeah, from the, the bald guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George. I feel like it was the same name. Really? Well, maybe he didn't know she was that drunk. I mean, that guy. Obviously didn't know a lot of stuff. Do you know what I mean? If, if he honestly thought he Britney Spears was in love with him and they were going to stay married, then he was a very clueless human being. Britney, this is a few days ago. Yeah. Britney's, Britney's ex, Jason, yeah, Jason Alexander gives bizarre excuse for wild wedding stunt on the Kyle and Jackie O show. While everyone else is focusing on, you know, all the other hideous Timberlake stuff, they're like, you know what, let's get that Jason Alexander guy on. Brilliant. Uh, because she's saying, she says, look, the third night we were, uh, uh, as a 20-something, um, after a few drinks, uh, I could end up in bed with one of my friends, she said. It could happen. And then a childhood friend who I've known forever uh, was around. The third night we were together, he and I got shit-faced. I don't even remember that night at all, but from what I've pieced together, he and I lounged around a hotel room. We stayed up watching movies including the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And if anything is going to put you into mind to get married, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, and then we had the brilliant idea of going to a little white chapel at 3.30 in the morning and getting married. So that's what she remembers of it. And I just think as mixed up as I believe she is, I would trust her memory of that night more than his. Don't you think? Yeah. He's, he's clearly trying to cash in on this moment, right? I no. Why is he going on? The, why is he going on radio and talking about this at the moment? I don't He's, know, but I think if he, if he honestly, I, I, whichever way you slice it, if he honestly thought, "Oh God, this is brilliant! I've reconnected with my old childhood friend 
Britney Spears. And it turns out after three nights together, just as we're watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, she's in love with me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this is our life and we're, we're going to get married. And okay, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. Then he is either the dumbest motherfucker in the world, which is possible, <laughs> you know, and for him to still be saying that is like, yeah, okay, it's possible you're that dumb. Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> it's totally possible. Yeah. Fuck, that's embarrassing, man. He needs to just be saying, yeah, we were really drunk. She's a nice girl. It was a crazy thing to do. She was in a weird place in her life, but when isn't she? You know, mm. he needs to own it. Jesus. What's to become of her bags? We're still, after all these years, this is what I mean. It's like, that's the sad part for me. The book has brought back so much memorabilia, so much um, nostalgia. I feel like every time I, you know, I'm surfing the internet everywhere I look, there's all those fabulous old photos of Britney in her heyday and mm. of her at awards ceremonies and wandering around holding hands with Jay, Justin Timberlake, and all of those great moments when she had the world at her feet and hilarious stories like um, – that awful radio um, record industry guy who then has been a judge on everything, American Idol and all that. What's that guy's name? Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell apparently said when he first encountered her, he said to her manager, oh, there's no way anyone can make a star of a girl called Britney Spears. Like that is just not a name (laughs) that you can ever make a star out of, right? And now it's, yeah, one of the biggest names in the world. It's one of the biggest names. It's a a name that goes with Elvis Presley, you know, it's one of those names. Um, And so you'd look at her then and I think the other day, Hit Me Baby One More Time turned 30 or something, that song. Far out. And you just, right, and you go, God, no, that girl had so much promise. She had the world at her feet. And as I say, that audition was like, damn, she should have got that movie. She should have got, she was everything and she had the talent. It's not like she would have just been a pop star who shouldn't have got that movie. She had the talent. And now it feels like for about 25 years, we've been going, oh God, what's going to become of that girl? Is she going to survive? Is she going to like, what's you know, and it's, I still feel that way now. So do you think there may have been, like with that notebook scenario, there may have been so many of these knockbacks for her for that period that that's why she's... Yeah, maybe. Maybe too many disappointments, including from her family. Maybe not working out with Kevin. Remember that show, Brittany and Kevin? Yeah. They looked cute together. You'd watch that show and they were just always drunk and stoned together and she would be going, Kevin, Kevin and asking them stupid questions because she was off her face. But they seemed like cute young kids, but I think she was in a hurry to get pregnant. And now you think, oh, maybe it was because she lost that baby mm. when she was young. Mm-hmm. Maybe that made her want to have a baby. I don't know. She just seems to have suffered a lot in a short period of time. Then when she was still really young, maybe, yeah, a lot of losses, a lot of rejection. and any uh, Are there any Instagram videos today? Oh, I don't know, because the last thing I read last mm, recently... <laughs> Oh, hang on, someone else having a crack at um, Angelina Jolie. Just constant. My my TikTok then, because the volume was still up. That's so interesting. The next video on it was uh, was an old interview with 
Barbara Walters having a crack at Angelina Jolie. Isn't that funny? Just constant cracks at young, beautiful, talented young women saying, why are you so self-destructive? Why are you, you know, Angelina going, I'm not. I'm just like really talented, really hardworking (laughs) young mother. (laughs) Yeah. What are you on, woman? All right, so the, the latest picture on Britney Spears, uh, which was about five or six days ago now, is a picture mm. of an arm under a bath, like a, a water coming out of a tap. I know she did specifically post asking fans, she doesn't call them strangers, she asked them, called them fans, asking them to stop um, approaching her in public. And people were sort of responding to that saying, um, of course, giving her a hard time saying, well, hang on a minute. You're the one who stirred it all up again. You're the one who's released a book and you're the one who's uh, sort of resurrecting your career. Mate, there's the, also the picture of her with the cake with the see you in hell. Yeah, right. So I think she's responding to, I don't know, criticism of the book, which I, I've not seen any. I don't know. It, it's got to be really hard for her to have released this book bringing up all of this stuff from the past that people will inevitably have opinions on, then she'll be, she strikes me as the kind of person who'll probably have a Google alert, who'll probably be reading a lot of stuff about herself. She's not, I don't think the kind of person who'd not read stuff about herself, you know, and then she'll be getting upset about it. And then, yeah, she really obviously hates it when people film her and photograph her when she's out and about. So yeah, she's, I don't know what's to become of this poor Poor girl who was so seemed so confident mm. when she was 18 and just was so broken down. Well, and also she talks about, you know, Justin Timberlake did slut shame her for years and years, did make his videos and put every and let everyone believe that she cheated on him and all that kind of stuff when actually he cheated on her, according to her book. And she went through a lot of pain and drama with him. So yeah, I think being quiet didn't serve her either. For years she tried to have a dignified silence and she felt like, well, that didn't work. So, gosh, I don't know, guys, but all I am going to say is make sure you listen to the book (laughs) at least and let's all take (laughs) some learnings from it as parents. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Speaking of parenting, can we be real? I've just mm-hmm. been talking about Britney Spears' terrible parents and I've done something that I don't know if it's terrible or best thing ever. I don't know. It's mm. been one of those oh, moments in parenting where you're like, all right, I either zig or I zag here and I don't know which one is going to be the one. Maybe neither of them are right. I don't know. I'm homeschooling my kids again and I can hear every parent going, oh, my God, why? Why are you After doing- COVID, yeah, it's only what, 12 months. I know. I know. It's probably longer than that, but every, every, parent, 18 months, every yeah. parent just goes, it feels like yesterday. We promised ourselves we'd never do that again. What are you doing? Well, here's the thing, guys. I, as I said to their school yesterday in an email, I don't feel like I could send my kids back there in good conscience. It's a madhouse. School's a madhouse. It's a madhouse, mate. It's a madhouse. I wouldn't accept those conditions in a workplace. So how can I send my children there every day? Now, what I'm talking about is... There's violence, there's sexual harassment. It's just nuts. Now, the teachers, the staff are great, but the other kids are mental. And I think all of our kids, I because when I first made this decision, I just thought it was us and I thought, am I mollycoddling my kids? And I'm not generally a mollycoddler, but I was starting to feel like I couldn't handle hearing about it every day. Like it was affecting my mental health all of us. And over the September holidays, it got to the point where we were all, all three of us just dreading going back to school. And I made a decision. I went, okay, let's just not, let's not. We can't. It's a really interesting point that you make there. Because I mean, I think back to school and seeing fights and all of those kinds of things all the time in the schoolyard. And it it is, you know, my memories. To me, that seems yeah. normal, right? But the world has moved so much further ahead. Like, you you know, even things that were happening in workplaces 10, 15 years ago were so inappropriate, right? Where now they would just wouldn't be tolerated. That person would be fired straight yeah. away. But the fact that the schools are still dealing with teenagers who haven't grown through those lessons yeah. in life, but how do schools and these old government systems – change that quickly enough to keep up with the way that society is operating now in in corporate workplaces and things yeah. like that that's that's quite a and my um, kids don't behave that way we don't behave that way like i know that my children don't go to school and punch on with other kids and it really freaks them out and when i'm so sick of them coming home and telling me that an entire class was disrupted because a kid lost their shit and punched on and screamed through the entire class and the teacher spent the whole class trying to calm them down while they were chasing another kid around the room. A a teacher was in tears because of a kid screaming at them. Another day they were sitting, having their lunch, sitting on the grass. One child ran up and just started punching randomly another child then Louis spent 20 minutes hiding in the bathroom after that because he was so freaked out by it, weirded out by it. Just like we don't live like that. 
we we don't like violence. We it, that does sound intense. Yeah, you know. No, yeah, uh, I, I mean, know. things I know. that were happening when I was in school were like wedgies. I know, right? <laughs> you know, like you no, get a, and, and look. Level. To be honest with you, that was funny. Like it was kind of this like, oh, I've got a wedgie today at lunchtime, right? <laughs> like, and yeah. he's, he's there picking his undies out of his butt, right? But this seems to be a lot more. Yeah, punch on punch violence. On. Um, mm. Kids sitting in class watching porn on phones. This is something that we didn't deal with no. at all. I mean, we had we had sex education, which was always the weirdest yeah. class with the oldest video of 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 like. Yeah, it's so gross. Yeah, and so I think that's why the the bullying is so next level. It's just the 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 um, psychological bullying is so full mm. on because it's the environment. They can flick a text. Yeah. They can DM the, someone. The environment is really aggressive. I just said in this email, I was like, listen, I talk to ex-prisoners for my job. This sounds like a prison yard, mate. This is like, I, I just couldn't send them back in there. I couldn't. I couldn't hear no, about it. Makes it makes sense. Yeah, so. Would you, do you ever think about uh, changing schools? Yeah, so that's what I'm now like, all right, so we'll try a private school, but that's such a process, that's such a time-consuming process. So, it's, But also, is a private school better? I don't know. I don't know. Because of course, that's my big concern. Are we going to get there? They, they psychological. Promised, they promise me it is. They say to me, because I've been, you know, talking and emailing and stuff, and they say, oh, yes, no, because we can – we can expel students, you know, state schools can't expel kids. Um, so they, you know, they, they just have no discipline. They have no discipline at all. They don't even suspend kids anymore. There's just, there's no discipline at all. And is that, is there no discipline because they're worried about being sued? I think there's that. I think, mm. I think there's no discipline at home. I think parents, whereas when I was a kid, I don't know about you, but if I came home and said, oh, Mr. So-and-so screamed at me and threw a piece of chalk at me, my mum would go, well, what did you do? Yeah, well, don't 100%. Be a, don't be an idiot. Mm. You know, behave yourself. Yeah. Whereas I think now kids, a lot of kids certainly in the state system go home and their parents then go to the school, how dare you do that to my kid? You're bullying my kid to the teachers, to the adults. I think that's a bit of that attitude, you know. I wouldn't. Mm. Personally, but um, there's there's just no, uh, you know, and I've had this conversation with the vice principals, great mm. guy, and he's just said, oh look, we do, you know, we do have discipline, but it doesn't happen in public, and we have to do everything behind closed doors for privacy reasons, and so you'll never know what we're doing for discipline. And I said, well, I don't know, whatever you're doing, it's not working. It's not working. There's what do you, too much what do you mean by that, though? What are you doing behind closed doors? Well, what could they be doing behind closed doors for discipline? What do you mean? Like, so I remember the discipline that we would have had would be go sit outside the principal's office, right? Which Same, would, yeah. which would be humiliation, right? Which would be sit there for hours. Oh, I'd have to sit there and. Like all the kids would walk, well, what did you do? So you yep. had to explain to everyone, I fucked up, you know, and all that kind of thing. So they can't do that kind of humiliation anymore. Is that the idea? Yeah, and then they bring your parents and so then your parents would have to come out of work hmm. to come and see you at the and the principal. So they'd be furious, remember? They'd be absolutely oh. beside themselves, so right. angry. Um, then they'd be humiliated because they'd have to sit in the principal's office while the principal told them what you'd done. So they'd be sitting there feeling like the biggest piece of shit in the world, bad parent. 
Remember? <laughs> They'll be like, yeah. thank you for making me look like a fucking idiot <laughs> in front of that asshole. So all of this can't go on these days. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I've My kid's never been called to the office. I'm not being a smart ass, but I don't know because – they just say to me, oh, look, you know, we do dis- we do have discipline. We do deal with these other kids, but we but you'll never know how because it's because of privacy reasons we can't tell you how we deal with them. Wow. Because so like, I mean, uh, okay. yeah. I, I mean, uh, you, you think of the opening credits of The Simpsons where Bart Simpson has to write yeah. the words out on the on the blackboard. We all had to do right. that, right? But I guess that's also a form of humiliation. So I'm guessing all of yeah. those techniques that were used in schools have So now- when their kid humiliates my kid, when somebody takes my kid's school bag at lunchtime, takes it outside, rolls it in mud and throws it under a building mm. and then my kid comes back from lunch and goes, oh, okay, now I have to go and find my bag and walk it back into the classroom and be humiliated in front of everybody. Mm. So the perpetrators, they don't have to face public consequences mm. for that, what the, they've done. The victims do. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And I, that's what I said. Hey, well, hang on a minute. They've publicly humiliated someone. Why don't? Why isn't their punishment public? Why isn't there a bit of, you know, well, let the punishment fit the crime stuff? No, 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 no. Because then the parents will come up here and crack the shits because we've humiliated their kid. And I was like, oh my god, I cannot, I cannot. And yeah, it just got to the point where I was like, I can't send them back into this place. It's Lord of the Flies, mate. And because they're softies, my kids. The tougher group gets tougher, gets stronger, and kids really decide. Kids go, okay, I don't want to be in the in the soft group. I gotta I gotta join the strength here. I gotta make sure that I'm not picked on. So I need to really join up with the the bad kids. I see. You see, I see kids I've known since they were three years old. Joining I never up had those this- thoughts when I was. I, I think I'm very no. similar to Louis, your son. Yeah. Where he's just going to school, just going, wanting to have a good time, guys, right? Totally. Not really wanting to upset anybody. Yeah. But he, he's not having that thought. I don't think he's having that thought, I need to be with these people to be strong. No. I don't think he's even thinking that. No. He's but- just hoping that everyone's going to avoid him. Yeah, but you can see other kids do it. And you can see new kids. When new kids come, they really look around Work and go, it out. Okay, yeah. And they have a stream for smart kids called Elevate, which is for, you know, really brainy kids. And even um, kids, I've seen kids be offered a a slot in that class and turn it down because it's seen as nerdy. What is so interesting now, because nerdy to us when we were at school, it was like nerd to the guy in the corner, right? But nerds now are like dominating the world. I know. You know, like dirt, nerds now are rock stars. Nerds now are the people that are the, you know, you, they're the tech guys that are earning $400,000 a year or working sure in Silicon Valley, you know. Parents have told them the exact like, same thing. The nerds are Jeff Bezos. They're like, you know, absolutely. Right? They're the billionaires. But not not in grade eight at this at this school. And, and this is not, you know, we're in a nice neighbourhood. This is... Their parents live in nice houses. This is not – I just don't understand the culture. And I know I've spoken to some of the parents of these kids who are just tearing their hair out. They're just like, I don't know what to do with my own kid. I don't know what's happened. This kid's flicked a switch. They've they've dropped all their sports. They have just – they're hanging out with these kids. And, again, some of the kids they're hanging out with they've known since they were three years old. 
who were nice little kids who have just turned into these little demons. They're vaping. They're, you know, all this bullshit. They've just chosen this persona. So I'm, I don't know. So now I'm going to got to go through this process of applying and we're not Christian. My children are not, I don't even can't remember the word christened. <laughs> I, I was, I was christened Catholic. My mum put me through Catholic school, but so now it's, it's hard to get them into Catholic schools because we're not any of that stuff. So now I've got to write essays. They've got to write essays. We've got to beg and plead to get into the nearest Catholic school and pay the fees and all that kind of stuff. And hope that someone will have us. It's interesting that you're doing the same thing that your parents did with you. That was mum's choice. Mum really always, always wanted us to go to Catholic school though. Catholic school. My parents did the same thing with me as well. Sent me to a Catholic school. Like the Catholics were the ones that had their shit together. I never wanted to do (laughs) that. Which is hilarious. Yeah. I always wanted us to be a state school family and I'm devastated that I now have to say it's like a fucking prison yard. It is mental. I'm devastated to have to say that. I'm really sad to say as a Victorian that this Victorian state school that I wanted my kids to go to, I can't ever send them back there. I'm devastated to say that. And how are you going with them at home? I mean, that that must be intense as well. Like you say, the whole homeschooling thing is is intense and to do it again, but you're doing it voluntary in a way. It's better now because of their age. It's much better, but I'm sure I'm doing a terrible job. I mean, really, truly, I said to them last night, oh, let's pretend we're one of those families that's driving around Australia. I mean, you're really not (laughs) getting much of an education. I've got them doing um, Mandarin on Duolingo. Um, mathletics and reading good books. The fact is I'm not following the syllabus. You should see I'm not actually properly homeschooling them. To properly homeschool them, you have to like submit your syllabus and all this bullshit, which I don't know how to do that. So they're actually still enrolled at their old school. Like they're actually just truant. They're actually just not going to school anywhere. Like I'm unofficially homeschooling them bags. But so is – what does that mean when they when they complete? I'm breaking the, the law. Well, is that is that is that a law? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But so is and it, when they complete this year, right? And they've done their the your style of schooling, right? Yeah. Does that can they can they move into the next grade? I think so. I believe so. I don't know to be honest for sure. I don't actually know. I don't. Should I not be know. asking you these questions? No, yeah, you should like be. I, you mm. should be. But I'm like, I just got so overwhelmed, and honestly, it got to a mental health crisis for the three of us by the end of the September holidays. I just thought, all I know is you can't go back there. Then I started looking at the other schools. The enrolment, they they couldn't just start. The enrolment process is an application. It's long-winded. It's taking a long time. Like the schools are zoned. I can't just send them to another state school because- Of course, you've got to live in the in the yeah. area, the catchment or whatever the fuck it's called. Catchment. So I'm we're going through the process of applying for the private schools. Um we have to go for meetings. We have to submit essays and application forms, which we're going through while I'm still running this business and trying to keep a roof over our heads working. But yeah. also, okay, so go back to that law thing, right? So yeah. what you're doing now where you say it's illegal, right, to actually take your kids but leave them at the, you know, enrolled in the school, but your son is going yeah. through a, a horrendous time, not, not yeah. much or not enough is being done about it. So you're making a decision as a mother to protect him. Yeah. So right? so I've had to go. But then to the, how can that be illegal? Well, what you have to do is get um, 
And the other thing I have to do, and I'm in the process of doing, but again, it takes time and money, is we have to go to the doctor to get a referral, to get him back into counselling, to get both kids back into counselling. So we've got the referrals. I've got Louie into counselling, so that's 200 and something dollars a week. And now I'm having a lot of trouble finding a counsellor for Dali because all the counsellors are completely booked out because I have to get a counsellor to sign off on their mental health reasons why they can't go back to the school. So that's eventually I will have paperwork to get them into homeschooling, but by then the term will be over. But eventually I'll have paperwork to, I think, uh, make it all make sense. But, yeah, it's all my time, my money, them out of school because the local state school that we're zoned to attend is a madhouse where they're confronted by violence and porn every day. I think I think you're being uh, and uh, you're doing what every mother would do, which is protect their kids. Yeah, I wouldn't you do, cop you, that in a workplace, is, you know. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you don't. You're always great at this. You're always happy to say what you know the, the truth. Uh, but I guess the it's the social judgment that you're probably getting right now, right? Like from people. I haven't told a lot of people. <laughs> I haven't told my mum. Well, this is a podcast, mate. So everyone's going to know. I know. Now. I know they are now, but this is what I mean. I only I got the car- confidence, the courage. Yesterday when I was talking to a friend for the other podcast and I told him at the beginning and he was saying, yes, his daughter is the same age and they hadn't taken her out of school. This is across town, um, another state school, but they had adjusted her timetable for very similar reasons so that she wasn't doing the full whack at school. And I was like, wow. And another girlfriend of mine like a week or two ago told me that her son is home from year 11. So I started to think, wow, okay, so it's not just us. And that started to give me the the courage to actually confess what was going on over here because I initially thought, oh, it's just me, I've lost it, I've done something crazy Mm. again. Uh, But now I'm thinking, no, no, it's not just us. And... And it's, I, it's not, it's not too much to ask to not have to send 13, 14 year olds into that environment every day, surely. Anyway, please let us know. Please let us, yeah, let us know what you think. Um, as I say, I've certainly never been accused of mollycoddling my kids before. We'll get in touch. Uh, get into the closed Facebook group if you want to have a bit of a discussion. I'm sure there will be a lot to discuss uh, around this topic in the closed Facebook group this week. Uh, that is it for today, and we will see you next yes. Thursday. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.